1: i not
0: right
1: Nomad's mission is to empower musicians across the globe with strategies for a sustainable career while blasting stereotypes and to bring you tried and true wisdom from his colleagues in this crazy business we call music.
2: On this episode of the Career Musician Podcast, I have my good buddy J.Q. Smith, songwriter, producer extraordinaire, and yo, he's written a lot of hits with a lot of famous celebrity musicians. Jennifer Lopez, Beyonce, Fantasia, Ciara, Avant, Ariana Grande, Britney Spears, Usher, and Omarion, just to name a handful. Man, I remember meeting J.Q. at the studio, Babyface's studio here in Hollywood, probably almost 10 years ago. And uh, we just hit it off ever since. And now he's doing a really cool thing with CrossFit. And he trained me on this day. You'll hear all about it on this episode of the Career Musician Podcast. Nomad here with J.Q. J.Q. Smith. He just kicked my ass in a cross-training routine, wad as they call it, workout of the day, over at his place. He's got a whole gym set up in his garage and in his driveway. It's amazing. He literally kicked my ass. I mean, one of the greatest workouts I've ever done. We're breaking bread now together. Actually, no bread, all protein and, and, and veggies. <laughs> and he's so gracious to share his story. JQ, I mean, you and I work together in the studio, writing here and there, on and off. But I think we just hit it off like, Yes, sorry. Just friends. Yeah. It's like, man, we have a lot in common. Exactly. We're all from that same age. <laughs> and uh, dads <laughs> against dad bod is your new yes. <laughs> endeavor. <laughs> yes, dad against dad bod. Got to do a little better. Aim a little higher. Work a little harder. I love it. I love it. But you're a tried and true songwriter. with craft it is the craft of music and lyric writing, correct? Yes, absolutely.
3: And then we were just talking about the class. So tell us, tell us how you guys started. And you're from originally, I'm a, like, I'm an army brat. So everywhere. I was born so you're in North that. Carolina. <laughs> exactly. Born in North Carolina, but raised in North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, Chicago, Wiesbaden, Germany. Like, I've lived wow. a little bit of everywhere. I've moved around my entire life. I love that, man. Oh, it sucked this. <laughs> but it's awesome now because you can pretty much drop me anywhere, and I'm just comfortable meeting act, and telling yes, yes, right. me. Right. Well, I noticed that about you.
2: You're you're a great communicator. You're really easy to talk to. You're super down to earth. For the amount of number ones that you had on the charts, <laughs> you could be a dick, and you're not. So, that's amazing. <laughs> I always love
3: that. <laughs> so, you were telling me about The Clutch, this group that you uh, co-founded with yeah. your friends. And did you guys start in that, or L.A., or where did that all transpire? Um, it was crazy. It kind of came together. Uh, it was a fluke. I remember the BMI awards were coming up. I was receiving awards for Song of the Year for a record I wrote called Yeah for Usher, or co-wrote called Yeah for Usher. And my publisher said they wanted to put together a writing camp. We'd never heard of a writing camp. But they were like, you know, we're taking three writers from you know, the publisher I was assigned to Hitco, L.A. Read. And they were taking three writers from the Universal, three writers that they thought were bubbling, that would just that played well with us. Um, so they stuck us in the studios the weekend of Katrina. It was the weekend of Katrina. Yeah, they stuck us in the studio. We for that weekend, I want to say we wrote six songs, recorded five. We left Sunday by Tuesday, four of the records were placed. That's first of all, it's unheard
2: of. <laughs> They're talking about like progress and momentum that keeps you fueled when it's right? Yes,
3: yeah. but for us, we were like we were all just kind of like wow. So I remember calling um, Zeke, who is now I'm going to say senior vice president at Epic. Wow. So I remember calling Zeke and calling Carrie Hilson, who was my main writing partner at the time. Wow. And having a conversation, they're going, yo, that was pretty cool. We got those records placed pretty quickly. Maybe we should try to do this, you know, once every other month or once a month. And they were like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Because it was uh, a J record. No, Sony. Uh It was Sony who was paid to uh, have us out. So um, we went back home. And I want to say the next week, publishers hit us and said, hey, we got a call from um, Larry Jackson over at J Records, they just heard about this writing session that you guys had. They wanted to know why they weren't involved. Huh. So, you know, pack your bags, they're flying you to LA. They want you guys to do it. So we were like, oh, okay. And we flew out to LA and we wrote. We weren't as efficient that time, but we still walked away like three or four records. We wrote more records that time. But we still walked away with three or four places.
0: placements. Right. Yeah.
3: And we kind of looked at each other. And we're going, yo, this is pretty cool. So we went home. Two weeks pass. Our phone rings again. And it's this time it's Interscope a and It was like, yo, Interscope Geffen a and It's like, yo, we're trying to figure out why we heard about this and we weren't involved. So they set us up in Atlanta. And we're literally
2: going around yeah. the whole circle of the industry.
3: And that week, we wrote a record for Mary J. Blige called Take Me As I Am. And it was our first hit. So the second that that happened, we were kind of like, yo, maybe we should do this a little more often. And then before we knew it, like our phone was ringing weekly and we ended up being, for the most part, booked. Let's see, there are 52 weeks in a year, booked maybe 45 weeks a year, like for the next three or four years. incredible. And along the way, like, I remember Zeke and I being in the room going, yo, we need a name for this. Oh, it, it happened in during the J Records thing. You're like, we need a name for this, man. Like, We need a name that's going to be cool. And we're sitting in a the room there what do we need? And I was like, it needs to be like like basketball. Like, when it's two seconds left and you're down, or three seconds left and you're down by two points, we want the ball. When you need the single, hit us. Give us. Wow. And he said, like, a clutch play. And I looked at him and said, clutch. No, he said clutch. And I looked at him and said, no, the clutch. And we went, That's it. And we went back the next day and told him to start putting the clutch on the doors. Adam, we were at record guy, And then people kind of knock and open the door and be like, who's, who's the clutch? And then we got really, really blessed. Like I said, I was coming off of the monster gear. And Billboard wanted to do a write-up for Wow. And I ca- it was Gail Mitchell, and I called Gail, and I said, hey, instead of doing it on me, why don't you do it on my new, uh, mm. my new company, my new crew? And she was like, well, I don't really know that's not what you've been doing, what you do. And I was like, well, just check us out. And she was like, well, shoot me something. Okay. And I sent everyone's discography, and we had just taken pictures. Mm. And I sent her a picture, and she hit me back immediately and was like, this looks amazing. And she posted it, or not posted it, but she printed it, yep. with the story, and then all of a sudden it we was just like I said, it was, people were calling left and right, so we were just really like really busy. That's amazing. And we had to make up, we like, we had to figure it out along the way. So a lot of mistakes, a lot of messing up. So we're learning. Okay, we need, we definitely need a rule about that. We mm. need to figure out what the laws are that govern this that, you know, we figure out how to move so that no one person is damaging the play. I love that. You know what I mean? So it just, it fell into place in a way that we weren't expecting. And our chemistry, nobody believes me when I tell them what it was like at the end, the way we wrote. When we finally figured out what we did and how we did it, we would literally write like this. we come in and play we'd play music and we go, that one, that one. Everybody be like, cool. you would sit down. Usually it was Balewa that would come up with an idea. Like he just always conceptually, he was like a god among men. He always knew what to talk about. And B would go, well, uh, let's call it this. Let's do a song like, I want to write Like a Boy talking about the fact that you know guys get away with so much crap but if a girl did it sometimes she wishes she could act like a boy let's call it like a boy it's like yo that's dope so we say that we kind of all back up in most cases we knew zeke was going to attack the hook b would get the would get a verse i get a verse or i do the b i always wrote the bridge but we just. Literally, you just go to four corners of the room. Wow. We turn, tell them to play the music. We didn't listen to what each other wrote. We just all wrote what we wanted to write, as long as we knew what the subject was. And then and then we came oh, together, it's and we'd be like, "Play it," and we just sing it down to each other. Like when you sing, and people would ask us, "Show your parts." Your songs are crazy because it feels like the transition, like feels like a whole yes. other song. It's because we didn't sit together and write everybody. Everyone was a master at what they did, not because like we're some of them were absolutely blessed or gifted. I am not a gifted writer. I think I'm a very talented, you know what I mean? But I feel like I write the way I do because I do a lot of study. It's not like, oh, I feel like the music is taking me here. No, all of my shit is very thought-out. Like I'm very surreal when I write. Kenny is crazy because I believe that there are two types of creators. There are magicians and there are scientists. Mm. I believe both, you know, solve problems. Mm. But a magician, I believe you are a magician. I've seen you play. <laughs> you're too kind. You, you play, and I don't even know if you know why you're playing what you play. It just feels right. It just pops. In that that yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Really? Not at all. To me, I sit down and people ask, well, how. Well, me, I know, I don't know anything, but when we start talking, if you want a pop record, specifically if they're talking cop, who, cool, off of rip, I'm telling you, when the chorus drops, it's not going to be like, one, and, no, 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 on the one, you need to start whatever you're doing. I wanna it. Start on the one Most pop records Huge pop records That's where it starts Like the way that it feels The record is moving Changes mm, You know what I mean A lot yes. of urban records is one and then Great like, analysis For me I do a lot of that With records Like I'll listen like when you're asking me about, yeah. was I listening to Van Halen or the Black Crows? Yeah. yeah, but when I listen, I'm listening not just because I like it. I want to know why this record. Why it works. Yes. And if I can figure out why it worked, then, then when I listen to another record and figure out why that works, I can start figuring out what the common threads are. Yeah. So it's a formulaic thing. Exactly.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But it's still a gift. I, no. I, I love I, it. I, it's, it's still a gift. Okay. I love that. If I may, yeah, I love how you say there's magicians and scientists, yes, and I really he am. is a bit of both, okay. and that's what I was just gonna say. I do believe that I believe I have a little bit of both, I believe you have a little bit of
3: both. I definitely do, I appreciate it. I've seen you because I've worked with me my <laughs> entire life, <laughs> my <Okay>. entire life. <laughs> I'll give you that. So maybe you don't
2: have both, maybe you're just a formula guy, but but. Here's where the talent comes in. So I assimilate talent with gift. Okay? okay. It takes a talented ear to know what to listen for in the first place. And it takes a talented ear to know how to decipher all the results of your analytics. Because let me tell you something. The average J or Q or JQ or Mr. What? Smith or Mrs. Smith's hanging around at the restaurant, if you tell them all this, they're not gonna know what the
3: fuck you're yeah, talking about. But this is they can't even hear it to analyze is, it. But this is what I'm talking about. When I like when I said earlier when we were running, that I believe life is really about concepts. And I believe I if you can grasp a concept, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can apply it yes, to anything. Me. But like, it's still I feel a like people may, yeah, but of that concept that was, is bestowed upon but you. To me, it's just about grabbing the concept. I believe that if you And it's very, and again, I tell you, I sit around and I just think about things like this. So I don't want you or the listener to think that I'm a dirtbag because I swear swear I'm not. But I believe that you can get anyone to do anything if you just pay attention. I don't think people understand that. Like, there are a lot of absolutely beautiful people. Beautiful women, beautiful men. Some of those beautiful women and beautiful men have issue with the fact that all people ever see is the beauty. They don't see them. In a lot of cases, if you can understand a person's need, like I used to have a friend that she's the most amazing person in the world. All she ever really needed, she didn't like to eat alone. She was very well. She was very financially stable, Mm -hmm. very pretty, very charismatic. She danced professionally. Her family just came to her. She just did not like being alone all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, I was her friend here anyway. But once you start feeling that need, hey, you want to eat? Yeah, we could. No, how about we just, if you're cool, let's just go cook some food. Once you give someone something that they need and need, interesting. if you were to take that need away, that person, like a drug addict, will do whatever is necessary to get that need fulfilled again. To me, it's all about paying attention. It's all about listening. Right? That, well said. That made sense to me early in college. I just apply that concept to music. The laws just of psychology,
0: psychology.
3: just yeah. shift it over to another I concept. Believe, I believe life in general yeah. is about concepts. If you can grasp yeah. a concept, it'll make like relationships may not make sense.
2: You know what I mean? Honestly, we could end the podcast right there and that's all the knowledge anyone needs. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. JQ. That was amazing. I mean, seriously, bro. That's brilliant.
3: I just, <laughs> brilliant. I feel like if you just take pieces and apply them, things just make more no sense. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of things that are confusing. A lot, like us working out. And I'll tell you about the reps. Yeah. To me, 12 isn't a crazy high number, but when you get towards the end and you're dying, oh, it's a crazy high number.
2: Especially when you have to take breaks and yeah. once you get
3: there. Yeah. yeah right. Right. But for us, like sometimes we do this one workout called murder where it's a one-mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, mm. and another mile run. Mm. It's oh, that's murder. It's daunting as hell, but if you sit down and turn it into 10 pull-ups, do 10 pull-ups, <sighs> do 10 pull-ups, <sighs> break it down, stop looking at the picture. understand that little piece. Like if I'm When I'm saying that when you were uh, jumping rope, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to jump rope and try to count to a hundred. I'm not going to worry about the hundred. Let's get this 25 out. When I get to this 25, if I feel good, let's see if we can get to another 25. I'm not worried about the hundred. Stop worrying about the, worry about what you can control. I mean, as cliche cliche, as it is, baby steps. The, every, every journey of a thousand steps begins with the first one. Exactly. Or a thousand miles, however it goes. Through. The thing is baby steps is actually, is actually brilliant. Cause I talked to my daughter about this. She was getting really frustrated. Like I'll say the hula hoop that you saw. Yes. She got a hula hoop because she liked, she was watching some of the hula hoop And then got really upset because she couldn't the hula hoop. And I remember sitting down and talking to her where she was frustrated. I I said, you've seen daddy out here working out. I don't always get it, do I? She was like, no. I said, but you see me keep trying. Then I get it. I said, it's just like when you were learning to walk. I said, you kept falling, but you never quit. And look at you now. I can run. You can run. So to me, baby steps is actually brilliant. It's about babies, even the the mentality. Yeah, because a baby doesn't know to push. A baby see, doesn't know that's even that even
2: it's hot, they don't know that's a choice. See they now push. Now you're dissecting that formula and expounding on this concept. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what it is. You just said that's the magic of that formula. Yeah. It's doing one little thing at a time without knowing that quitting is an option. Here's the
3: thing, it's not. I saw I mean, 40% move. Yes. When someone feels like that's it, they've still got like 40% more in the tank. Yeah, I feel like you want to. I get it that you want to quit because you dip below your halfway point. So your body goes into freak out mode. I get that. But it is a mental tip. You can push past. But I saw you do it today. Mm. There was wow. a point when we were working out where I was like, okay, I think this is it. Yeah. Anyway, you gather yourself and the, all the frustration disappeared in you, and you like your face went back to a calm place and you went back to work. And I was like, yeah, I have a lot of friends that come over, and when they get to that place, it's like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm yeah. done. I can't. So, you know, yeah. make it to Man, That's fine. fine. Yeah. yeah, you know what? So, so, I, I mean, no. Yeah,
2: okay. he does know everybody. He does know. <laughs> he's like the mayor of L.A. Yeah, and, and, and I'm guessing Atlanta too. We absolutely, <laughs> <don't>. <laughs> that, that is
3: that's right. Way. It's a small circle. That's right. Small, small circle. circle. <laughs> Hope Major wins this year. Oh, me too. What? I right, gotta check him out. Major. Yes yeah. That's, major. that's he goes by. That's his artist's yeah. name. His, his, voice right. oh, his voice is incredible. Oh man, voice is incredible.
0: Sign up for the Career Musician newsletter at thecareermusician.com. Join the Career Musician Facebook group and get involved in the conversation.
3: So, but mm-hmm. I didn't get there without these small persistent steps that we're talking about. Yes, yeah. I've been
2: doing this now for five years. Mm-hmm. The CrossFit-ish type training, Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And through all my trainers, three different trainers, I learned that, what you just said that mm-hmm. I did. Had I not learned that, I would have given up. I would not have been able to push and grab that other 40% out. Exactly. I would not have. It. I had to learn that. But that's took, like you said, it takes you how many years to get out of shape it might More. not take you the exact amount of time to get in shape, right? but don't expect to get in shape in six months. It doesn't
3: happen. Then. Don't even expect to get in shape you yeah. want in 18 months. It might take you 24, 36. It might take you three, four, five 5 years to get to where you really want to be. The thing that upsets me is, and it's it's not just we're working out, like, and I won't even say just upsets me because, be clear, I absolutely adore Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I love Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think. I think people, Instagram is not real life. It's like a movie that's based on a true story. It's not a true story. It's based on a true story. Oh, yeah. So I feel like a lot of times people see it (laughs) and then they see these people who have been killing themselves to be in shape for seven years who get on there and go, hey, if you just drink this juice, you'll look. No, bro, you won't look. (laughs) You won't. You won't. Don't, Don't believe any of that. It's just like the infomercials on TV, right? Absolutely. You get this workout apparatus and YouTube can look like just ripped. Come on. You're not gonna look like that, bro. Like I talked to some of our female friends about that. they yeah. are so like, yo, I to work out, I want to lift weights, but I don't want to look like a man. You want to be all big and bulky. Do you, as a dude that lifts, do you understand how difficult it is for me to look mm. big and bulky? you understand know hmm. like how you have to lift, like how you have to eat, the kind of weight you have to push, and the kind of calories yeah. you have to take for your body to do that? Mm-hmm. That's right. So, like, look at all your favorite um, movie stars. Right. Gal Gadot. She lifts a lot. Yeah. She don't look like a man, <laughs> bro. Scarlett <laughs> mm-hmm. Johansson. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lip- Lip Lip. Lip not My personal favorite, Jason Love Hewitt. Oh. oh. When I moved to LA, I told my wife, not before I moved, when I first came, I told my wife that I was going to find her house. She said, don't bother that woman. Oh, I'm not. I'm going to marry her. Oh, man, I love it. I love it, JQ.
2: I honestly think, and don't think this is the wrong way, that's what attracted me to you, your honesty. Because I'm the same way. I'm from, I from—I wear this like a badge of honor. Yeah, I'm from New York. You've Italian New York.
3: right? No, no. Everything's from New York. Always fuck fucking. Right, Joey, what the fuck are you doing Now, come on, let's go have a beer. Exactly. What? You just cursed me out. Now want to go have a beer. Yes. But that's the way it's <laughs> supposed to be. Yes. That's the way yes. it's supposed to be. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're from. If you have that kind of illness, that's what it's about. The thing is, for me, I just realized uh, I could have shaved years off of my growth, not just as per- as a musician, but as a person, if people would have told me, like, the uncomfortable truth. So I like to surround myself with people that respect me. But in that respect, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I love my wife because, we're be clear, she doesn't let shit slide. She is ridiculously understanding. But she knows what I am capable of, and she holds me accountable to. Her. No endings and buts about. Well, I was. You should have done better. But I can know.
2: You should have done better. Sounds like my wife, and I love that trait. You have. You, you need that accountability. To. You have to have. Have to have.
3: You know what I mean? And um, you keep talking to me about. It. Beacks and wanting to get in with Beacon and, yeah. and my relationship. Well, my relationship with Brian is like that because before Brian had any hits, I was writing to his demo. not like so we both grew together. That's why we're friends and whatever So you may write and you may write something that's great, but don't expect to yeah. be that was really good. Buddy. To have that, and that type of relationship, you need to build with somebody. Right, you know, just find somebody that did like that you did, when they do, and then add to that. No, I know. And then when that shit goes, everybody goes. You know what I mean?
2: Everybody goes. Yeah,
3: yeah. If they, like the other guys we were talking about earlier, if oh, no, 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 I just was about to say age and it was like, I, I yeah, what because. Well, the information you're yeah. giving is perfect, yeah. So, I don't want to. So, to me, like the guys that we were talking about earlier, if they built their machine to work a certain way, you know, what I mean, well, let's go back to the car, phase. right? They built their car to drive a certain way, yeah. From time to time, they may put tint on it or they may put a new rim on it, but their car's
0: gonna but be be the
3: I car is always going to be a car, those are interchangeable. Yeah. More in you got to become yeah, yeah. part of the machine. And you're like yeah, That's you know, an open end, or something that can be switched, you know, in and out. It's
2: articulated perfectly. When I was in Nashville, I was part of a machine <laughs> mm-hmm. from the ground up, and it just the dude was in a, a rebranding process, yes. much like we talked about somebody yes. else. And I caught him right at the beginning of that rebrand, and he saw what I had, and I saw what he had. And we both looked at it, it just clicked. Next thing you know, album after album, album hit everyone.
3: So. To me, like I don't mind talking to it too. Because to me, the only thing that's ever held him back and it might be because of the system that that for my company, the clutch, that was our thought process the entire time. Look, we can just get more done if there are more. There's just and my thought, my personal thought I know. Mean, My personal thought process has always been that a brand can always be bigger than a person. Like build team. Like your hat says, if you and dude and B or a young kid decided to make a unit, if we were able to put together the material that mattered. There could come a point in time where you don't feel like being a man is doing that anymore. Right. But people buy and chugging. so you just replace. You still take a piece off of what's that's going right. on, that's right. and the company moves forward. You know what I mean? So to me, it's about building something that Good you don't have to be there time. to run every and to run. Babysit. Would yes. So okay. it, to me, it makes sense to move that. Well, I learned it early on from that same producer I was working with. In Nashville, he would always say, A small percentage of something better than a large percentage. And I'll tell you that's the creed, right? Truth. That is a true truth. Like, with the clutch. We learned early that, and it's one of the reasons that we work so much. We learn, at least in the beginning, how to put egos in. Yes. yes. You know what I mean? That's Here's the, the thing of inside of that unit, there was one dude that still to this day, has the most impressive catalog of artists. There was a girl who was blowing up as an artist. There was one girl who Timbaland was in love with, and she still to this day is one of my favorite co-writers ever. It was me. I was coming off of the biggest record in the world. So any of us, any of us could have got in the room and copped it out. Any of us could have got in the room and been like, no, I feel like... But we messed around and learned that... If we just kind of worked as a unit, that we can get, get so much more. Done. Done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It turned into, okay, well, I, as opposed to, let's fight over, well, I wrote this, so I deserve 33% Why don't we do this? So it, at, by the end, it was, if you were there, you're on the record. It's an even split. And it turned into, so this is what we're going to do. We'll bring a writer in, and we'd all sit down and write a record for that writer. I mean, for that, for that uh, artist. For that artist. Right. They'd come in. I would record on that artist. They would go to another room begin writing a whole other song. When we finished this song, the artist would come out, and it doesn't hold. It doesn't take me long to cut it. No, it's, I'm pretty quick. Right. They'd come out. And we'd have a whole. Thank you so much. We'd have a whole other song. So the label would be like, okay, well let's do a two in show. the time of doing one. Yeah. And if we, by the time we got really rolling, we only went in with the artists we didn't go into this anymore. But mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in the beginning, one of the reasons that they came, for, like, we got so much hype, was in the beginning we could just split into two rooms, like like if we were working at Brainy, like, give us two rooms, tell us what we're writing. Carrie and I would go into Ziggy Campus. In that day, they would write two or three songs. And we would write two or three songs. So every day you were getting between like four and six, four and seven songs. So labels just started asking for things just because we yeah. gave to turn around so much material. And after we started to understand mm-hmm. that after we stopped treating it like this is the only song, the last song, when <laughs> we started, when we got out of the greedy phase and it turned into, look, if we just split down the middle, yeah. we'll get what we get done. At that part in time, you're not worried about what they're doing over there. What if that's the song? Just focus on stay in your lane, stay in my lane, kill.
2: And we work together as a unit.
3: And we began to kill. You know what mm-hmm. I mean?
2: So that is basically. The essence of The Clutch. You're writing.
3: Yes. Production. Yes. Yeah, we were blessed enough. I want to say maybe our, and all the records didn't come out, but I want to say our busiest year, we made a place around 70 records. 70. Yeah. Like, we did a lot of work. Wow. We did a lot of work. (laughs) In one year. Yeah. And it was all an accident. Clutch was an accident. Like 70... Maybe
0: 80%
3: of what I'm capable of. Okay. It doesn't happen very often that I'm like, all right, today we're just going to see what we're capable My game plan right. is just to maintain my fitness. So really yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? That is it. And I yeah. just don't... And I know I'm nobody's trained. I am going to go get i Say so you should. Oh, I want to. You should, cause you're really to. good. You have a great demeanor. I want... I just... It's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like producing vocals. Yeah. I think I produce vocals a little differently than some of my friends because I spent years on the other side of the mic. That's right. And there are certain ways, like friends ask me all the time, yo, why are you just holding the talk back? Because you don't understand what it's like to just be in there, hearing everybody, seeing everybody laugh. And I don't know if they're laughing at me. I don't know what's going on. So I'll just hold the talk back down. Just so they hear something else. In there, you feel like you're on an ice. So there are just little things out there. That is so amazing. And that is my approach to fitness. Like I remember, like, I work out. Dwayne is way stronger than yours. Harv's conditioning is way better than I So when I work out with those guys, I'm getting my ass kicked no matter what they're doing. So amazing. So when I work out with people, I try to deal with them the same way. That like, cause Harv, Harv, is just competitive. Uh-huh. Harv is gonna kick your ass and let you know you got your ass kicked. And I love that about it. because Dude. I'm competitive. Uh-huh. You know what I can? Mean? Okay, I just saw someone. I noticed. I about oh yeah, yeah, But, good. but, but yeah. I gotta speak. I gotta speak on that. I gotta speak on that. Oh my goodness. All right. You just said Harv is competitive. Yes. And who else? Dwayne. Dwayne. Okay. I
2: don't know Dwayne. I know yes. Harvey. First of all, Harvey Mason Jr like Greek goddess physique. Yes, absolutely. 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 Now, he's always been uh, a um,
3: an athletic type person, yes. right? But Harg is fucking 50. I was just going to yes. say that. So that's the testament to what we're doing. This, yes, you can live a long, fulfilled, healthy life. Mm-hmm. Okay. And B, Harg was the one that sent me on the path that I'm on. And when I have questions, when I have questions or have any of that, Hard is the one that I talked to because if he, like, you can't tell me that it's not possible because I see something all the time. Just because it's not possible for you, or because you believe it's not possible for you, does not believe, does not mean it's not possible. It's like when I told them when I was younger and I told my guidance counselor in high school I wanted to do music, and she told me what I needed to do was get my head out. That's some cold blooded shit to tell kids. That's terrible. You know what I mean? You just crushed your dreams. Now I got to go back to the to the high school and have a conversation. I say, look where my head, my head is now. Right, so far up you can't see. <laughs> I just tell them all the time. I was like, look, like you have to understand that your guidance counselors are doing. She was doing what she felt was best for you, so I understand. That. And without trying to sound cold, and I told them this when I went back to school. I was like, don't let anybody put their limitations. In. I said, now, that needs to be understand, that needs to be said within reason. Like, you need to follow where your gift is. Like, my passion, I'm going to be amazing basketball player. Bro, you're 5'9", don't have jumping ability like that, you just, maybe the NBA isn't for you. That's reassessing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you love it, but that's not what you're supposed to do. It's like, But if you have a real passion for it, and you have a gift, Mm. If You have your talent. Look you that. Know? i like, because here's the whole thing. I believe people. I'm, I'm sorry. People did you just say that you you have a gift? I said music. music. I said if your gift. that. You did gift. you just say you have a gift? No, I never said I have a gift. You can sorry, go like Listen, sorry, JQ. I still believe you have a gift, and I <laughs> and I understand. I received that. I had a get you on I that. just don't. I had a guess. You. I knew you were going that's why, because I said it. I was like, if you're gifted me you that way, in your eyes win. I said, oh, your talent pushes you that direction. I they're
2: synonymous, but I get,
3: I get it. I just, like I told him, like, the real of it is that I said, this could be hurtful to some people. Yeah. Because I'm from, like, I graduated from a small town in Alabama. I'm like, you can't tell me that everybody working here in the school, when they were a kid, was like, yo, I want to grow up and be an English teacher at Saints. I was like, and that's not just slight anything. But I said, it was for me, it was actually my one of the people that had the most profound effect in my life was my AP, Miss Circus, my AP history teacher. She was the first person not related to me to hold me accountable. Like, to hold me accountable. You have that. That's an invaluable. And I thought, that she, in the beginning, I just felt like she was picking on me because it was like a college class. So everybody could sit where they wanted to. Do. You could talk if you wanted to. She didn't want a real tight class, but she was like, this is what college is like. But this is your syllabus, and you have to have this done. And I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Her whole thing was, she was like, you're, like you're ca- what you were capable of. Was that B, that, that B minus that you had? I'd leave you alone. But you can have an A plus in this class. No. It like you're getting a B minus skating by doing the bare minimum. And she helped me. She's like, I was the only person with an assigned secret class. I had to sit right in front of her. But by the end of the year, I felt like I understood it. Right? You know what I mean?
2: I didn't know exactly what you mean. I had a very, very similar several teachers in my life. I made mm-hmm. that kind of an impact. And including my father. That's invaluable. That's an amazing thing. So so this ties in again with those competitive nature spirits. You said you have. It. I truly believe I have. It. I, I know I have it. And I believe you know when you have it. When you look at somebody and you're like, hey, not that I could do
3: that. <laughs> And it's like, it's almost like this curse. Oh, absolutely. Really? My wife hates it. Mm-hmm. My wife says the same thing. She's like, really? Dude, just, just calm down. It's not a competition. I mean, it's absolutely a competition. What are you talking about? If we pull up at a light, and that light is red, and you pull up next to me, I don't give a fuck if you know it. bro. We're racing. We're racing. And you about to get this
2: work. I think I've let go of the traffic one. Like, I'm not competitive in traffic. I've learned how to just ease back. For some reason, though, in every other aspect of my life, I'm definitely
3: competitive. I'm competitive. It does not rule me anymore. But I'm competitive about everything. I like, it's one of the reasons that I love working out with, like, specifically when we go to Korea all the time. Harv, Dwayne, and Allison work out every day together in Korea. And it's it's so difficult for me. Mm. Because they're so strong. See, so, it's so fast. You know what I mean? But it gives me something to work towards. Yeah. Like now, like when we first got together, I would never have thought of hopping under 225 on a bench during the workout. But now, every now and then, it's all right. Like during birthday. Rack em. It's birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the movements in my birthday is going to be you have to press 225, 43 times, bro. When you get done with that 43, you can move on to the next thing. I can do that now. It takes a long time. It takes a long time. But I can do that. Define a long time. At best, you're going to get five or six reps for the other time.
2: Over the course of 20 minutes, you're talking? 30 minutes? 10 minutes? Maybe 10. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all jq's concept of time is skewed
3: because when you say a long time i'm thinking 20 30 minutes you said 10 minutes that's not a long time so the point being i never 20 minutes you know when the you're, point being when that everybody has different levels yes and you can't be the best version of yourself you said it earlier yes. until you grow yeah that's the only way you can grow is by being around people yes for more excel than something. You have to be, I think the reality of it is growth happens outside of your comfort zone. That's just the reality. It. So it's like when we were talking today when I saw the work, I was like, oh, this is what it's Yeah. Because I don't like pushing. But I know, I know when it shows up, the fact that I'm like, I know that's what I need to be. Because if there would have been six sets of 10 pull-ups, I'd have been happy. I'd have been like, good. See, I'm the opposite. I can handle the push. Yeah. I can handle the pull. So when I saw there was only one side of yeah. the push-ups, I was like, oh, my God. I mean, i pull up. Right. I can get up that. Up. And be yeah. Out. So it's like, but again, I think the people around you change you. Like yeah. uh, Kenny, yeah. being able to write with Kenny nearly daily for a couple of years, it seemed like, right. made me better. It made me better in a way that if I would have written 10, ten, five, ten years without him, it wouldn't have. St- I would have gotten better, but I wouldn't have had the same growth. Like Kenny has probably got more about writing than I've liked <laughs> Like he's a wealth of knowledge. It's amazing to me because he has a better mastery of the English language than anyone mm-hmm. I've ever met. He knows how to get a point across. In the fewest words possible, how to make it feel so far. In the fewest words possible, I can attest to that. Even in I've known him for some
2: odd 10 11 years, yeah. Even in the few deep conversations I've had, when he does sit down and have that conversation, mm-hmm. he paints that picture so vividly
3: and quickly, yeah. right? And an is that he doesn't labor over his point, right? There's just It's again, it's just like working out with Damon, not Damon, with um, Dwayne and Hart. Writing with Kenny is the same thing. He's so strong and so fast. He has such a mental clarity that it's nuts. Like, it's nuts. Last time we sat down, it was last week, we wrote with JoJo. The way that he got to what the record was about, I just, I'd never seen it. Like, we're talking, and he begins to ask questions that literally make her, she she begins to cry. But they're questions that I would have never thought to ask specifically for writing a song, like, like yeah, it was about a, a part of past love one, And it was like, yeah, well, I mean, what smells when you Yeah, but, oh, well, what, you know, is it the cold weather? Is it the first? And, but the questions that he that is asking are so specific, and he's approaching. It's like a boxer. You're prepared to get hit from here, but when you're prepped for here, they hit you a little sidestep and catch you up. There's just no way to be prepared for that. I wasn't. I know she wasn't ready because I wasn't ready, and he wasn't talking to me. I just sat there and was like, yo. Oh, I told him I was like every time I see you do this, it just reminds me of how much more I have to learn, how much further I have to go. Like it's ridiculous.
2: He's so gracious with it though; he doesn't flaunt it. He has flaunted on me once. (laughs) Uh, He'll flex every once in a while, but only you know, only for fun.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. We were having an argument about a lyric, and I got, and I think one of the reasons that. Kenny keeps me around is I'm comfortable voicing my disagreements. You good? Uh, box, box. Yes, please. I'm very comfortable voicing my disagreements. Good. Like if I don't like it or if I don't agree, i yeah. will be like, "No, nah, that's not it." It's part of that honesty. G-Z yeah, we talking about. Yeah. So we're going back and forth over this lyric. I'm like, "This is it." He's yeah. like, "That's not it. This is it." And he goes to say something, or he says something about it, and I go, and he goes, "No, no, no. Say what you're gonna say." And I can't remember the exact words, but it was something like, look, people may have said that in the 90s, but that's not how it gets down anymore. And then he broke me down so hard. Oh, my. Oh, my. God. Yeah, he likes to do that once he cut me deep, swift and <laughs> deep, Ginsu. He's straight Ginsu just. I was like, ah. That's hilarious. And then I think he may have got up to walk out of the room because we're the room full of people. And understand, I'm loud, because he's like, he keeps telling me I'm wrong. And I'm like, no, if I'm not wrong, I'm not backing down. So I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I think, I don't care. What you need to understand, and I'm loud. And then when he said it, and it clicked, like, he said something that I couldn't argue with. Like, he checkmate, point proof. It's like,
2: we are a cleaver. There's big cleavers. Yes. Because I, I have the same experience. Yes. And he's a fillet knife.
3: Yeah, just and you're like, and you're like, wait, because he was like strong, and then he just and you don't even know right, you don't need all of that. And then you realize your arm just got cut off, and you didn't feel it. <laughs> and I look at him, and he gets up, and everybody, when he says it, I go, I go, and he goes, ooh. Even, and he gets up, and everybody's like, ooh, he it goes, wait, wait, wait. and walks out, and I'm like, <laughs> I was like, I deserve them. That one was me. That one was me. I don't know if he said the motherfucker. Uh, yeah, I might be. I might be, I sound it was like it a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but
0: that he he cut so me deep.
3: Awesome. He cut me deep. It, was, it hurt. He cut, sure. cut me deep. It hurt. That <laughs> <laughs> one <laughs> <to> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's that's awesome. but it's, it's the same thing. But I think you have to stay around those people. You do if you want to get better. I think uh, you have to. You have to learn, and I mean, as creators, yeah, we all have an ego. Like, you have to have an ego to sit down in front of someone, knowing that they've received 1,500 songs, and go, yeah, I know you got those, but this is the one. You don't need those. I'm the one. I am the children. You have to have some type of ego to look someone in the eye and believe them. You have to be a narcissist, in a sense. Yeah. Yes.
2: It, 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 has to, it has to.
3: But to be around those people and to grow, you have to be able to let go of that ego. You have to be able to understand. I won't even go any further. You have to be able to understand. It's a fine line, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Between egoless and that narcissistic, cocky thing, mm-hmm. you have to know when to cross that line, when not to cross yes. it. And God bless you, if you cross it up a long time, oh. you're done. It's crazy because I kind of feel like there was definitely an important time in my life when I was arrogant, yeah, and I was, I was wildly like I was more sure of myself than I needed to. Right, and I've just thank you so much, and I've learned that along the way, it's my dad used to say it to me: the more I know, the less I realize I know less. You know what I mean? When I was younger, I was talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday. She was talking this and this and this and this. I said, "Just what twenty eight, about to be 30, maybe 38. She was like, I'm 28. I said, yeah. She said, how? I said, I was the same I said, but I said, at that age, everything was so black and white to me. I said, the older you get, the more gray you Yeah. Like, you just learn to... it's a great quote. Yeah, you just, you realize there's more gray out there than you can admit. It's a lot like, uh, like politics. Like, people, here's the thing, man, I'm not a Democrat. Yeah. But I'm not a Republican. And I think there are a lot of people that are neither. Right. But they don't really give you another box to check. So they just pick one up. Like I have my own views. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
3: And it's that great. Half like I think when you get older you learn to acknowledge that great. Like be clear, I think Trump has done an incredible job of running this shit poorly. <laughs> Like, with that being said, I don't understand near the pressure that he's under. Right. You know what I mean? So I won't joke too much about it.
0: Right. 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 But
3: I always say that, too. Anybody can criticize politicians. You never know what it's like to hear in Mm -hmm. the hot seat. I don't care what office you have. President, mayor, Congress, Senate. It doesn't matter what office. You can criticize. Yes. Unless you live that life. That's what you do on a daily basis. You just don't know. And I think you and I, even though we've never done, or at least I know I haven't, done the political thing, I think we get to get, we get to have a different appreciation for that because we get to see people criticize where we know more about what actually happened. And you wouldn't be saying that if you understood what happened. All you know is what you've been fed. And that narrative can be anything. You know what I mean? And and this is cross calling hey, you know uh I had all the jokes like when we were saying that it's easy to criticize you know when you don't know like I was saying I had all the jokes about Britney Spears. I think the same way everybody had little because It was low hanging fruit you should get to until the first time I had a session. My session was the, the day after she filed divorce for K her uh, first divorce. Uh, maybe her only divorce I don't know. Um, and just what I saw you put everything like into a completely yeah, but oh, you, can. Hey, hey. you know yeah, yeah. Oh, you but Britain. 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 Before, before you met her yeah, all the jokes but after we met, like she came to the studio but before she walked in and we were in New York her bodyguards came in and we're like, we're at Sony New York before they shut it all down. So it's like they're pretty much armed guard to get into the front. Then you get through. Then you have to walk through a maze to get to our room, which you have to be busted. And then our room, that's where the whole lounge the bathroom is still in that room. Oh, wow. in that room. Yeah. The guards still had to come in, sweep the room, even though we've been there for hours. Sweep the room, go in, sweep the bathroom. Lift all the um whatever in the ceiling tiles, lift those up to make oh, sure you no know one was it. up there. And I was like, really? And they would like they were like, You you wouldn't believe pass. people will just camp out there if they you know she's cute. And I was like, so along the way, and britney at that time heavy. at that time, heavy. She, she was good. the loneliest person I've ever met in my life. So I'm looking and I'm going, I've got no jokes. You've been doing this since you were a child. You've been a superstar since you were a child. I couldn't have done a year of this. her whole. Like I would have. I would have been going crazy. So I was like, I've got no jokes. If we want to sit here and talk, we can do that. She can't do that. She's never been able to do that. So when people are like. You know why didn't you ask people? Why didn't you just send someone else to Starbucks? Because I'm adult and I wanted to go get some Starbucks. So I was like, "Yo, absolutely no." Once you, I think once you get a better understanding,
0: yeah,
3: it's like I heard somebody say recently, like understanding is everything. Just gain as much knowledge as you can. They were talking about like prejudice and racism, and I think everyone, I think absolutely everyone is prejudiced. I think your life, the way your life is moved, has made us all prejudiced about something or not that yeah, we don't know. Something yeah. that we're not, uh, yeah, enlightened. Yeah, right. Yeah, and a lot of us, you may have a prejudice, but what makes you, what makes I think, makes it awesome is you work to get beyond it. You're like, okay, I know whatever I'm feeling isn't the way I should be feeling. Let me fix that. You know what I mean? But racism, it's different. And they were talking about how they and I agree with them. I think people go the wrong way with racism. Like Mm. if I'm racist or if if there's a white dude that's racist, when he meets me and he says something racist, it's for the most part, it's out of an ignorance. Mm. What I should not do is lose my mind and ostracize him. Mm. Kick him out. You can't be around us because I'm just validating all the stupid shit that he already thinks he knows. It's very hard to be racist Mm. against something you know. Surround yourself with some black people and find out that we're not all the stereotype that you've seen on TV and movies. And it will be way harder to hate black people because you start realizing they're just wait a minute, They're people. We're all people. Exactly. I don't care what culture. Exactly. What color skin. But in most cases, I feel like what we as people do is fuck well, and then you do all this fuck shit. Them. Yeah. The, the collect. The collect. And now you're like what? And now you're just paying it forward, Solidify what they already think that you're <laughs> perpetuating. The exactly.
2: Exactly. So, look, everything you've said in this podcast has been, you know, wisdom, love for the up and coming aspiring songwriter who yeah. wants to write a, name, a lyricist, yeah. primarily a lyricist yeah. like yourself. I know you write lyrics, melody, yeah. I mean, you're still a musician. Yeah. What do you have to say? You know, somebody who wants to get in,
3: manage and figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I have a couple of things to say. Number one, I know your Why? I was say, mm-hmm. I love that one. like, know your, you mm-hmm. 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 know your why. Know
0: your why and
3: figure out if the music business. And I'm not even talking about monetary, not even the music business, the entertainment business. So, life in general, I guess, can be expensive.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like, know, figure out what your price is, figure out what point you are not willing to go without. Mm-hmm. And I think you will be able to move, you'll be able to move well. You know what I mean? You'll be able to maintain a sense of peace. Right. So to me, it's it's about at least in keeping your sense. Fuck that in keeping your sense. Cause you can go, you know, you can go crazy. Yes. You know, you have to know, figure out what success means to you. Like I have some friends that think success is a bunch of money or a nice car, fancy car, fancy house, to me, success is happiness. You know what I mean? I've turned down a lot of work just because I'm not missing another fucking birthday. Uh, huh, huh, huh. Like, be clear, what that. I do, I like what I do. I would not tell anybody that I, what I love is the life it gives me the ability to afford. And I'm not just talking financially, I get it. If my no, son yeah. has something to go do it yes. on the day, I can pick up the phone and be like, hey guys, I'm sorry I can't make the session. We're talking about and that's s- on
2: me. schedule. That's living day-to-day, yes. day, minute, yeah, moments of all. Yeah.
3: Days. Most people I think believe that the money and the cars and the recognition will people happy. I thought that in the beginning. I was like, yo, the second they know how dope I am. But when yeah happened, <clears throat> I realized that my family talked about it they were excited my publisher was excited my manager was excited I was happy but I was happy because now I could get any meeting that I wanted right like I was happy because now when I picked up the phone and said I want to talk to Clive I got a call back yes you know what I mean and I just learned that I still I still had that hole that hole that we're all trying to fill like I still had it I was blessed enough to Be dating my best friend. No, and during that time, like I said, I just try to pay attention. I try to be present in whatever the moment is. I'm not too worried. I'm not worried about yesterday at all. I try not to obsess over the future. I try to be present in this moment. And what I learned is that I was way happier when I was with fear than I was with any success or notoriety that I was getting through the music. You know what I mean? So for me, I think you have to put 10,000 hours in to become good. I, don't, I, buy, I buy into that. I put my 10,000 hours into my relationship. Like, I made a judgment call. So for me, music, what I love is the relationships. That's right. I love getting to be with friends and do something that's fun. I know a lot of people don't like what they do. So to me, it's no, no, it could be devastating to be chasing something and to catch it, and it is not at all what you thought. That's not what you want No. Know your why. After that, when it comes to the actual creative process, for me, it's really simple. Create something that is special to you. I made the mistake in the beginning of trying to write a radio record, writing something that people would like. I had my breakthrough after i had my heart broken for the first real time, and i think the record i wrote to get shit off my chest it wasn't even to try to get the records placed it was just all i knew how to do pouring out so i wrote a record called your fire and then i wrote another record called like uh, i think i don't remember what it's was called but it was like i know the main line was i ain't fucking with you like and the production company that i was at heard those songs and called me into a meeting. It was like clearly, because then nobody was placing anything that had a bunch of it. But They were like, Look, we can't use these, but whatever this is, it's not like your other stuff. I feel this. This is where you need to be. Whatever happened, whatever you're doing. And like I said, for me, it just turned into all right, what is different? It's transparent what you are. Yeah. So write something that's special to you and let everybody else catch up. It's one of my only issues with the industry now. I think like, I have a lot of friends like our age that are fussing, there's no real music and it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't believe that. I just believe we're old. Like if you think back, your parents told you your music wasn't the same music. True. That music is relevant to the kids. To what
0: it is now. Right.
3: So that's just, that's what it is. So write some shit that is real and special to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And let everybody else catch up. Yeah. The only issue that I have I'll yeah. with the industry now is everything sounds alike.
2: Very simple. Yeah.
3: Teddy, if we go back to like Kenny or anything you know back then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. if Teddy produced a record oh, okay. or if Jam and Lewis produced oh, okay. a record or Kenny produced a so record, really so but Can right I now exactly? yeah. you have to ask yes. because everything sounds the same. Well, when you have a
2: Drake that sets a bar, then all of a sudden everybody wants to be that. So that's where you lose the identity, because now but the, they're chasing that, right? But the
3: craziness to me is, Drake, I feel like, again, concept. I feel like people learn the wrong lesson. Because mm. like he was being sh- himself. Yes. We had a bunch yes. of shit. Yes. And then he went against the tide. Yes. And did something yes. that was him. And it blew. For him. And people didn't take... Yo, we need to be ourselves. They went, okay, we need to be like Drake. Drake. They got the wrong message, Right. That's the concept. Come on. Oh, Uh, it happens all the time. It it happens all the time. I think that's because in a lot of cases, we don't... I love now because there's so much music. Um, But also because of that, there are really no gateways anymore. So I feel like we get fewer artists now. Right. And it may just be because we have so many acts. I believe there are artists and there are acts. We have a lot of acts now. Good point. And not as many artists. You know, I feel like things yeah. are so contrived yeah. that when you mess around and a Adele happens or a Drake happens or Beyonce happens, they blow the way they do because inherently we know genuine. We don't know why we like it.
2: But those are artists.
3: Yes. It's the same reason that, here's the thing, man, you can go and give me apple-flavored anything, but when someone tastes an apple, they're like, yo, this, this is, is amazing." Good. It's that's- because it's real. We know we like real. It means something to us. We don't necessarily know why we like it. Yes. But well, it's authentic. It's gen- exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think for the young... There's the lesson. Yeah. For a new person, write something that's real to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Figure out, and it's and be clear, it is not easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not easy, which goes back to know your why. If your why is money, bro, get out. This isn't for you. Yep. Uh, exactly. If you look at the reality of it, 95% of the people that start out trying to do this will fail. Of the 5% that mess around and get a deal, only 5% of that is going to come out. Now, the 5% that come out, only 2% are really going to be able to do it on level, to be able to sustain themselves Sustainability. Yeah. So, it can't be money. Never mind. Profitability. Let's talk sustainability. Sustainability. Yes. So, and (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) A lot of people think that, you know, I'm not going to work a nine to five and I'll do this. Look, bro. Okay. This is way more than 40 hours a week. It's like 90. I don't know how many... Christmases, yeah. Thanksgiving's birthdays that I've missed.
2: It's so funny because you were joking around were in the studio. Yeah. I said, I gotta go pick up my daughter, I gotta bounce. I yeah. laid my ideas down. Yeah. And then you were like, yo, man, you <laughs> yeah. can't leave this room. You gotta, you gotta choose. There's man. no family. And it was so funny because <laughs> I, I knew you were joking about it. Yeah. I knew exactly what you meant. And that is how many
3: times have be done that. Yeah. But now we're at the space where we can afford to say, you know, yeah. hey, you know what? No. I told my daughter I'm picking rough yeah. to go ice skating. That's what I'm doing. At the end of the day, you the know? money is cool. And the I don't want to say it's not important. It's absolutely important. No, it is. Like, it we is. need it. We need it, believe me. But it is not the most important really? thing. Like, my daughter's not going to remember the house we live in. No. But she will remember if I wasn't there. That me. shit All matters. the time daddy was there. Yeah.
2: Doing stuff with
3: me. I have a friend, well, someone that was a friend. Now that I heard like he was talking to his mom. And his mother and his, his mother. father. Certainly. He's talking to his mom and she's like, well, your dad said, and I heard him say, it's the same as his master. I heard him say, is a liar. He never does anything he says he's going to do. The kids, kids know, bro. Can you imagine? I can't. I can't imagine my I daughter can't. saying that. My daughter said that about me. I would crumble up and die. Like, right. absolutely. I, I never. To be completely honest, I never wanted to be a creative. I always wanted to be an executive. Mm. I just, being from Alabama, I didn't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. So I looked at Kenny in LA because they were in Atlanta. They was the closest thing to us. Makes sense. So I looked, and from the outside looking and not knowing much about it, it was, okay, they were artists, then they were writer-producers, then they were executives. Okay, that's the Good. plan. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what I started to do. And it just happened to be that when I started writing, I started making money. It was more money than I'd ever made in my life. Beautiful. So I was like, all right which is why when people say now, but you're not passionate about it. I enjoy it, but it was never the plan. You know, it was never the plan. So
2: I just, (laughs) you're still a gift. I I will take that. This has been amazing, man. Thank you so much. Oh, bro, bro, Absolutely. And, uh, everybody can find you online at JQ Smith.
3: Yeah. And at, yeah, at JQ Smith on Instagram, uh, pretty much on everything. (laughs) And at, dad against dad, dad
2: so it's singular dad yes. dad against, against dad, dad. dad. Ah, yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: I love it it is amazing and I, I love how similar our paths have been absolutely especially now with the health you know awareness and
3: everything I appreciate it <laughs> oh bro absolutely ladies and gentlemen Jason Smith <laughs> <laughs> thank you
1: Help us continue to provide you with new and engaging content by getting our ratings up. Please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.
0: Subscribe to the brand new Career Musician YouTube channel. Now streaming all of the Career Musician podcast episodes.
2: I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. Writing the songs in this one-man band. A nomad.